little extra Lambo coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing? We only have a couple couple weeks left of season two, a couple weeks left of 2022. Hopefully you're enjoying your pre-Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. It's my favorite time of year. It is my favorite holiday. I absolutely love Christmas. So I hope you guys are all in that holiday spirit, getting your presents wrapped, but not forgetting the reason for the season. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are here. We have the life's lives that we have because of him. And do not lose that when you're going into the season. It's not about how many presents you're buying. It's not about how much you're spending. It's not about all of the other stuff that goes along with Christmas. It's not about the size of the tree. It's not about how many lights you have on the outside of your house. It's about getting together with family. It's about having a meal together and talking, communicating. If you guys have had any struggles, any stripes over the last year, any grudges that you're holding with somebody else, let it go. Let it go. Bury the hatchet, as they say, and reform that connection. This holiday season should be a time of giving, should be a time to cherish instead of having our hearts filled with hate. Be kind to people. Be kind to everybody that's out there working in the stores when you do go out shopping. Be kind. Be kind to help and help help people. If there's something on a top shelf, grab it for them. Be nice. Be nice. Be kind. Remember the reason for the season. And remember it is the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Only a couple weeks left. Um, we have today is a special guest and we were supposed to have him on last week due to a, uh, a documentary that had come out and we weren't able to have it on, have him on because of the emotion behind it. Like I was saying before, funny thing is we have him on today and we don't even touch about anything. We don't even touch on anything that I had in my notes for the documentary. We did an hour and a half podcast and absolutely zero. I am looking at my notes right now. We covered nothing. We covered nothing on the notes that I have written down. So it's gone. It's gone. I just tossed him to the side. No, I'm not really, but we're going to have him back on. Um, I have on Doc House. You can find him on TikTok, which is Doc House Report or uh, House of the Doc 2.0. Um, or search up Doc House. You might be able to pull them up that way, but uh, Doc House Report along with House of the Doc 2.0, or Twitter, which is also House of the Doc, um, or Doc House, but if you search up at House of the Doc, it should come right up. So TikTok, Twitter, that's what he's doing now. Uh, We kind of touch on that a little bit in the show. We talk about uh, how voting works in Florida. Um, That's where he is at. And obviously... You have a state like Florida who has the the voting system that they do. It's day of, zero problems. Fucking they got counted that same day, and they had their declared winners by the night. But then you have corrupt states like Arizona who are Democratic-led. You have corrupt states like Georgia who are now all of a sudden swing states. Oy, oy, oy. And yet corruption, corruption. Washington state 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna sing it from the rooftop. Washington State has a corrupt voting process with mail-in votes. Jay Inslee did not win the 2020 election. He did not beat Lauren Culp. You cheated with the mail-in ballot process. Then you have states like Florida Jay Inslee, who you should follow to have a legitimate voting system, a legitimate election Florida State showed the rest of the country how you're supposed to handle the voting process, how you're supposed to handle an election. Arizona has so much corruption behind it. You have the woman who is in charge of the ethics of the election, of the results and how the ballots are being handled and processed and counted, and all of the fraud that is going on there in plain sight. And yet she says... Nothing to see here. It's all legit. I am now the governor of the state of Arizona. So that whole corrupt thing. Carrie Lake has filed the lawsuit now after the election has been certified. We know that videos were made that they were the, the people who were certifying were held under duress. And they were going to be charged if they did not certify the election. They were they were threatened with jail time or, or being arrested and jail time for not certifying the election. But that's why we have a court system. That's why we're able to take this type of fraud, this type of corruption into an investigative period that hopefully the right people will be the ones investigating this and the right people will be put back in charge rightfully. So uh, we talk a little bit about that. We talk about... um, a whole wide range of things. We talk about a 13-year-old kid that went missing. Yeah, 13-year-old kid that went missing six years ago who's a super genius. So we talk about that as well. Uh, Doc House, um, great guy, very articulate, very talkative, good dude. And like we, you know, we've had him on, um, Patriots United radio. Uh, we've had him on there. I've talked to him several times off the air and just a good dude to have, to have on the show. So we will have him back on again, probably middle of January, I believe is when my, uh, schedule kind of opens up to, uh, scheduling guests. I believe it'll be the same time I'll be on the shipwreck show again for the second time. I was on the shipwreck show on YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, which I think she just got kicked off of YouTube. Uh, so it'll be Rumble and, and Twitch for the next two weeks, I believe is what she's saying. But you can find my show. Uh, just go right to my link tree. It is I have it, the individual show, and then I have her link tree to listen to all of her other shows. Both of those are on my link tree. Uh, Extra Lambo, which is easy to find. Almost everything is Extra Lambo. So you should be able to find that link tree. Listen to all of her content. She's got some good shit coming out. And... She's got some good shows. So I'll be back on there. I believe the middle of January. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I believe it's the middle of January. So um, that's when I'll have uh, I'll have Doc on as well. And we'll we'll talk about a documentary, a certain documentary that he talks about, as well as these these notes that I'm looking at right in front of me. I just <laughs> it was our conversation I thought was good. And and it just didn't 
it didn't meld into that direction. So, but that gives me an excuse to have him on again and have another podcast. So, anyway, um, what do we got coming up? We got Christmas, like I said. We've got a couple weeks left of this year. Um, we have this show that you're listening to today, and then we've got, I believe, two more, two more weeks. And I do not have, um, I do not have guests for those shows. Those are uh, shows that I will be doing off air just because of the Christmas season, just trying to get, if I can get a guest, I will record it with a guest, but, um, I've been having troubles trying to schedule anybody in for, for these two weeks. So, um, they will be, they will be me, um, or else I might take a, take a break. I don't know. We'll just see where we're at with everything. Um, so, so yeah, that's where we're at. I have everything ready for season three. I have everything, all the all the audio. I have the intro. I have I have everything ready for season three. I am ready. I am excited for season three. New music, love it. Love everything I got going on. Um, and then I got a buddy that sends me a message and says, "Hey, I'm going to be back in town. We can do the, you know, we can we can work on some podcast stuff." So I was like, "Cool." now we're going to redo everything. So I was like, I'm like having him on though. will will be a, will be a huge change to, uh, the, the beginning of the podcast. So hopefully we can, we will, uh, get that done here within the next couple days. And I don't know if he wants to talk politics or not. I've had him on before little teaser for you. I've had him on before and I don't, I just, maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll just drink some whiskey again and and uh, have have a have a sh- have a show about uh, um, life and Christmas and young kids and kind of where we're just kind of sitting. Maybe that maybe that uh, having a conversation about where we're sitting out in the world by a non political person would be worth listening to. So we'll see what happens. I can always hit the delete button, right? That's that's the joy of having that edit piece that I do. I can hit the delete button and uh, we can just skate right by that show. But the whiskey will still be good. So anyway, we got that going on. Like I said, Christmas coming up. We do have the New Year's Eve show. It is the 9-11 conspiracy show with Mr. Freedom Stick, Michael Three Rows, and Packing Patriot, as well as myself. Um, I have it video recorded as well as audio recorded. So the audio is all done. I got some final uh, edits I got to do for that, just for the intros and commercials and stuff like that. The video, though, I'm still working on. I am still working on. I lack those skills, but I'm working on that because I want to get, I want to take that next step. Uh, get on. I I have an account on Rumble. I believe I have an account on YouTube as well. So I just got to get them uploaded to those. See what happens. See what happens. I'm a dumb dumb. So we'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have on Doc House. Uh, think that's about it. Think that's about it. I've uh, I've I'm on that show, that show, and I talked about that. So I'm gonna give you uh, Twitter, Doc House. Or, I'm sorry, at House of the Doc, TikTok, House of the Doc 2.0. My guest is Doc House. So, without further ado, I give to you Mr. Doc House.
What's up, buddy? I'm Butch. How are you doing? I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm just in studio right now and uh, battling the the cold temperatures up here in Washington State. Uh, I do not envy you at all. It's like uh, 75 degrees right now, probably. Oh man! <laughs> all right, this conversation is over. It's over. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's a wrap. <laughs> So 75 uh, man, degrees on a Wednesday night. God, just loving uh, life down in Florida. Yeah, you know, it, but I love. I like to give just a little bit of break from the heat. You know. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, we we uh, where, where I live in in Northeast Florida, um, it usually doesn't really get to that like sustainable cold weather until about like January like the end of January, end of February is like pretty cold. And then like March, it, it'll be cold. Like the first two weeks of March. And then after that, it's just hot. Gotcha. <laughs> hot. Have you, you've always lived in Florida, correct? Yeah. Um, I've, I've lived in Florida. Uh, no, no, actually no, 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 no. Um, I was born in Jacksonville and my dad was the sports marketing director for Delta Airlines. And so we moved around the country uh, from the time that I was born until I was about 10 years old was when we moved back to Jacksonville and my, my dad left Delta. So I, I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. I lived in Arlington, Virginia, right outside of Washington when my dad was stationed in the Washington office. Uh, moved to Dallas, Texas. Uh, I was there when the Cowboys were actually a good team and winning Super Bowls. Um, I <laughs> I've worn Emmett's, one of Emmett Smith's uh, Super Bowl rings on my finger wow. and went to his yeah went to his ranch and rode horses out on at Emmett Smith's ranch uh, back back in that time. And then and then my dad decided to take the early out at at, at Delta and, and move the family back to Jacksonville, where all of our family was um you know uh, where all of our family was and uh so i then i've been in florida ever since then so i've been in florida since about 96 i'm i'm a ginger and <laughs> i don't do well in the sun so any <laughs> anytime i just think about of uh anytime i think about being in the sun i start burning so it's a, it's a, it's a different relationship I have with the sun, but I have a friend from up here in Spokane that just moved to St. Pete and he's adjusting pretty well. I guess he's, he's loving life out on the water. He's working on a charter boat or he's doing boat rentals or something. I don't quite understand what he's doing, but he said he's adjusting pretty well to it down there. Yeah. It's, it's a definitely a different way of life. Um, you know, down here in Florida, but it, you see those memes that get thrown around everywhere about Florida, man. Well, that's a real thing. <laughs> like it's, it's really a thing of being a Florida man. Like it's, it, it's totally a different way of living, totally a different way of, uh, of dealing. I mean, the climate is just so much different down here than it is over there, you know, in the West coast, like where you are, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of rain, we get a lot of hot, we get a lot of sun, and um, that's pretty much about it. We get cold every once in a while, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely definitely a different way of living. So I'm glad you said that that was your buddy that, that it moved down to yeah. St. Pete and is adjusting pretty well. Yeah, he moved down uh, 
beginning of summer, I guess, maybe just before yeah. summer started. So, so good, good time of year oh, just so to go had, down, jump right in. He, he hasn't, he hasn't even gotten a full cycle into it yet. No, no, <laughs> not yet. And I already told him, I said, I'll trade you your, your winters for our winters. He's like, that's why I moved oh, down here. <laughs> right. Hear it from so many people, you know, that's why we got, we got them. They're called the snowbirds. You know, the, the people who own property here in Florida who only come here during the cold winter months, but then they go back up and enjoy what it's like to have actual seasonal changes. Cause we, we really don't have season changes here. Gotcha. It must be nice. I, I mean, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I like all four seasons, but I'm I'm just I'm getting to the age where I just don't want to deal with the snow. I don't want to deal with the freezing rain. I don't want to deal with that mm. kind of stuff anymore. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to moving south. Well, come on, <laughs> it, come it's, on. It's in the playbook. It it, it getting down there <laughs> might be something I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially being up there in you know commie land like you are. I was uh, I was just watching. Uh, videos of Kerry Lake, um, as you were calling in, and I, I was. What is your guys' election down there in Florida? Was wham bam? Thank you, ma'am. You guys had yep. the your. I don't know what the whole uh, process is. You guys don't do mail in ballots. You do a, a nope. same day, but you do have absentee ballots that get do get mailed in. What is your guys' yep. voting process down there in Florida, and how how was it? How can your state just be done and certified in one day but then you got some some state like arizona that takes two weeks plus so um the election process down here in florida is exactly the same way that the election process was before the 2020 election so our state never made the changes that states like arizona pennsylvania uh, made to their uh, voting process which is why we saw right after the 2020 election, why there were so many states that were signing on to Texas's uh, lawsuit that was supposed to go before the Supreme Court is because states like Arizona changed their election process unconstitutionally. So Florida's process right now is the same exact way that we were voting in 2016 or 2018, 2016, and, and beyond. We, we never changed our rules. We also banned, like, the, 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 our state legislature, not, not our governor, not any, this was from the state legislature, the way that a constitutional state is supposed to run things banned mail-in balloting. Now, like you said, you can still do absentee, which absentee was still a thing or was a thing before all of the rules started changing in the 2020 because of the pandemic. And I use that as an air quotes. Um, before that, you could still do absentee. It, nothing has changed here in the state of Florida when it comes to voting. Everybody else is, or every place that we're seeing now that is having election problems like Georgia, like Pennsylvania, like Arizona, like Michigan, like Wisconsin, all of these places, they changed their voting rules. And, and now it's just basic, basically a cluster F, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. So 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're at in Florida. And I, I tell people this all the time, Florida, we, we never changed from 2020 until now. Yes, we had the mat, we had some of the mask mandates in, in places, but those got rescinded years ago, a year and a half ago. We, we dropped the mask mandate. Florida has been normal going throughout this whole entire thing. And it's been crazy to watch from being here in Florida to what everybody else is doing. We, you know, you're talking about the mask. We on this side of the state were not as big of a Nazis. There were, they were out there. There were Karens out there, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. as strict as it was on the other side of the state. It's amazing how you've got, we've got mountains that divide us, the Cascade Mountains, Snoqualmie Pass. They, that divides the state. I mean, we would love to take Eastern Oregon, Eastern Washington and make their own state and just have the liberal cuckoo birds on the, on the West coast stay and keep their own state over there. But it's just amazing. The difference. It's like just two different States almost when it comes to mm-hmm. medical freedom and government mm-hmm. choice for, for each side of this state. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It, uh, you know, I, obviously I don't, I don't know what seeing that type of divide is like, but even, even you, you go down to the fact that, uh, you know, Broward County and Miami Dade turned red in this governor uh, race. Uh, with DeSantis. I mean, DeSantis won in a landslide. It, it, it wasn't even close. And so a lot of the, the counties here in Florida that are typically uh, liberal strongholds are starting to see, you know, what the hell is actually happening right now. And it, it is. It, you, you, now you, you just said you've got a mountain pass that divides your side of the state from the lunatic side of the state. And like a lot of, a lot of people in Florida are now starting to like see, like Florida is going to stay red. If you, if anybody ever calls Florida a purple state or, or thinks that, that Florida is going to flip blue after going through the, the, the shit that we've gone through over the last two years, they're insane because we're not, we're not going to do it. We, we, we were lucky enough to have leadership, not only from Governor Ron DeSantis, but also from our state legislature and our state government that we're there, there, there's, there's never going to be, it, it, it would, it would absolutely have to be the end of the world for this state to ever flip back to blue. It's just not going to happen. See, I think, so, I think this state can turn red. And I believe, I believe that it did in 2020. We have, it's all mail in vote, uh, mail in voting, or yeah. drop in drop ballots into the boxes. So I haven't really gotten a chance uh, today to look at uh, uh, like the research or uh, the research, the evidence, everything that happened in Georgia last night. But I did get a text message from a friend saying, like, "Oh well, late in the middle of the night, all of a sudden the the uh, race just flipped again." And it's like, it's, it's like a repeating pattern. Cause we saw the same thing in Arizona, Carrie Lake was up. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, the next morning you wake up and Katie Hobbs is now ahead. Uh, same thing with Joe Biden. Like it, it seems to be a repeating pattern of these like 
import like these new places because like you know when when you when, when somebody was running for president they told you that you had to win florida you had to win ohio um and then you had to win uh one other state i can't i can't remember what the other state was or right now but now it's like changing to where you've got to win. Georgia's now a swing state. What? Georgia was never a swing state. Arizona is now a swing state. Why? And it's because of, like I just said earlier, because they changed their rules to allow this mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting. So those two things right there are now directly affecting our elections. They are. Yep. Same thing up here. and we're we're seeing it all over the place in this like in the same areas and i mean what what happened in arizona is criminal when when you wake up in the morning and the first news article you see is that voting machines are down in maricopa county well geez i wonder why yeah that was as the day as it everything opened up that only yeah. a, that only two-thirds of all of the machines in arizona were working Right yeah, there, that should, that should have paused the whole election. And they had to swap them out. So the machines that were uh, the, 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 the night before, the, the machines that had been there the whole entire time that uh, had been tested in front of people, proven to be legitimate, all of a sudden the next morning stopped working and had to be swapped out for machines that were untested. Um, not certified, not tested. Excuse me. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So now the shenanigans are on. I mean, it, it started because you, you know, you know me, you know, I pay attention to this stuff mm-hmm. like all the time. And so the first thing that I see when I like lean over and pick up my phone is Maricopa County election machines don't work. I'm like, <laughs> well, here go the shenanigans, and it's not even 8 a.m. right now. Like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. man. Well, you've got whistleblowers that came out saying that the, the the third option or the third door of the ballots not being processed, just put them into a box. Whistleblowers came out saying that those ballots were mixed in oh. with already counted ballots. And uh-huh. then you've got truck after truck because they interviewed a lady. Her, I don't know what the... <laughs> if it was a district court or what what the scenario was, but she was testifying that she was involved with this counting process of all of the door three boxes. Yes. As they were getting counted in, another truck would come up, and then another yep. truck would come up. And she's like, how many, how many of these are we getting? Nobody had an answer. Well, I know how, they, how, how many they're going to get, how many ever Katie Hobbs <laughs> needs to – get the get more votes that's how many are coming in yep yep and it's it's it this is the the 2020 playbook so in 2020 they hid joe biden in his basement they very rarely ever let him speak and then they ran the campaign that they did with um the ballot harvesting they ran the uh, mail-in ballots. They ran uh, all of the mules and everything that we saw from 2,000 mules. Uh, and it's the same exact playbook that they've done that they did in Pennsylvania and Arizona. 
both of those candidates, they were hidden in their basement, and then they ran the same exact playbook. And they could because they changed the rules. If you change the rules, it's not e- technically illegal. But they did it. That's, that's exactly what they're doing. They are changing the rules of the voting process in order to be able to cheat. Didn't they change the rules in Pennsylvania as well? What was yes, going on in just, Pennsylvania? Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah, remember. With, with, with Veteran. Like, yes. Fe, yeah, yeah Fetter, that's what I just said. Like, Katie Hobbs and Fetterman both hid in their basements. They didn't come out. Fetterman came out one time. Uh, 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 Hobbs came out one time. No, Hobbs didn't even no, come out and debate. She didn't even, she didn't debate. even come out. Yeah, she didn't debate. Fetterman at least came out and made himself look like like a Frankenstein up on stage against Dr. Oz, which that was a terrible candidate, yeah. Pennsylvania. Come on, guys, pick pick better people. Um, but uh, yeah, at least he came out. And I just can't believe that there are legitimate people who watched that debate between Fetterman and Oz and said, yep. I'm still voting for Fetterman. Dude, he made he made Joe Biden look like Shakespeare up there. Like, come on. Like, seriously, that's that's who you guys are gonna go with. So yeah, it it's it, they reshaped or they kept control of the Senate because of what they did in Pennsylvania and what they did in Georgia. So, you know, Republicans would would control the Senate uh had uh, those those rules not been changed. Uh so and they that's, elected that's a dead person. He's he's huh. that is probably one of the worst candidates that I have ever seen be was, elected to public office. It was it was like uh, you know Democrats they're always using you know dead people always vote for for Democrats. I hope mm-hmm. I, I hope one day when I die I don't change my vote to Democrat. I mean that's that's the running joke, right? In air quotes, the joke. Right. Democrats said, "You know what? I bet we can get them to vote for a dead guy." And then boom, <laughs> now he's elected. Yeah, yep. That's uh, that's pretty much what happened, man. That's pretty much what happened. So, I mean, it, it's just um, you know, it's it's just really hard to believe uh, how just dysfunctional this country is becoming right now. Why don't um, more states run their voting like Florida does? Why isn't why isn't Florida the model that that the rest of the country I don't know how it can happen if, you know, I don't know how each state just adopts what Florida does. How I don't. I guess I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. How how is it that the rest of the country doesn't see what Florida is doing and just adopt what you guys do? Because a major portion of this country has been infiltrated by a ideology that is hell bent on destroying us from within. And that's the easiest way to put it. Um, I wish that more people could see that the, the dangerous, the very, very dangerous policies of this woke liberal mob that has taken over uh, uh, corporations, big tech, federal government, sports, 
the things that we're, we're seeing that are happening right now is, is the ideology behind it all is to completely rip this country apart. And it's, it's taken over the politicians. It's, and the politicians, the only reason why they do it is because it puts money into their pocket and they don't, they don't care about who really gets elected as long as they can stay in power. So they're not going to, they're not going to change the rules back to being fair. Why would they do that? They've already gotten away with changing it to, to basically rig everything for them. So why, why would, why would they want to use Florida's model when it's beneficial Beneficial. financially for them? I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's human greed. Um, and it's, it's very, very sad to see, you know, especially when, like, let's take New York city, for example, um, back in 2015, I took my wife to New York, uh, New York city, and she had never been, I had been there multiple times. I, 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 I could, I could run circles around, you know, outside uh, the people who don't live in, uh, in New York, I could just like, yo, let's go. I got, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. So I took my, uh, I took my wife to New York and that was where I actually proposed to her. And I proposed to her on the uh, bridge from home alone. And oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. So how the romantic. City, the city, I, I did well. Okay. <laughs> um, but the city was at that time, back in 2015, it was a safe city. People were happy in New York City. I remember, I, like, so many times I would have to ask somebody, like, hey, which way is this? And they'd be like, oh, hey, hey, hey you know, hey, did you go this way? Like, you know, good luck and have a good time. Like, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good city to be in. Going there after that, when I went to, the, uh, uh, went to be on the Dr. Oz show, actually, um, it was a completely different a different feeling like it it was it it was weird and then as you know as like things went on um i've got a a couple of friends who live up uh, in new york city and they're just like yo this place has just turned into a fucking dumpster fire sorry to cuss no you're Um, good um but uh you know so that's that's the kind of thing that's like happening right now all over the country. It's like why why is it all of a sudden like things were looking so good, and then it's it just come come down. Like there's only certain you know places in the country that like you can really be safe. Like I don't think people really understand how bad crime is getting all over the country, and um, we're getting yeah, it here just, in Spokane. Yeah, are you really? Oh man, it is. It is. I don't know what the stat was. Uh, Nadine Woodward, she's our she's our mayor. Um, her office put out a stat like crime is up in the last two years, like three hundred and fifty percent. It is just skyrocketing. More drive by shootings, more stabbings, more carjackings, and then our our governor. You know, the best thing that he ever did was saying, you know what. Police, you can't chase criminals anymore. If you're involved in traffic stop and the and the and the and the and the person the crime the person doing the crime speeds away from you, you cannot chase him. What? 
so that's what our police have to work with. If, if you do a normal traffic stop, like you've got a light out, you've got you were speeding and you get pulled over, if they speed away from you, you cannot chase them. So basically, there's no such thing as law enforcement anymore. It's it's tough. It's tough, and they you know we, we've been dealing with uh, with uh, a lot of meth, a lot of fentanyl, um, small crime. Uh, property theft and i mean it's just it's getting it's getting really bad here wow and that's not even see i mean we're on the other side of the state of, from seattle so we're yeah you know, we're five yeah. hours away but it's it's the crime over there is just ridiculous and it's getting worse over here that just makes me so sad to hear you know because i know you, you as somebody who has lived there for a while you've you am i safe to assume that you've probably never ever seen it that bad no no and i used to live i used to live in sacramento for a little while and i didn't i didn't i didn't see it i didn't see it there either and this just blows sacramento away wow wow so everybody who's out there listening right now this is what democratic policies do yeah when, 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 when this type of ideology and, and it's, it's, you guys do know this, this is like the precursor to authoritarianism because this ideology is leading and, 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 and taking away law enforcement because they want people to act this certain way. So then when the boot comes down, they can say, this is why the boot came down. And then everybody else is going to be lockstep in, yes, please, this is how you do it. That's exactly how authoritarianism takes hold. And lawlessness that, first, lawlessness first, boot next. Yeah, I believe that's how these mandates went. You know, it's the beginning of, of, uh, of 2020. That's how the mandates mm. went. Our, our commie governor decided that he was just going to start imposing this and imposing this and you're essential, you're essential, you're not. And then everybody just kind of got in line. And then you can mm -hmm. tell on this side of the state, there was massive fight back the other side of the state, whatever you want, daddy, you just tell me what to do. Yep. And those are the people that they get to use to, uh, enforce, uh, the boot. Uh, it, it, with, you know, when you look at history, we're always just told like dates, you know, this, on this certain date, this is what happened. And then it led to this. And it's always like two or three years after it, you know? So you never, you never get told like the full story of like how everything played out. Um, you never, you're never, you're, you're, like I said, you're only told certain dates and, Right now, what we're what we're really seeing is what I just explained. You're you're seeing the the people who are uh, like you said, yes, Daddy, I'll do whatever you want, and then you're seeing the lawlessness that's being created with the whole defund the police, and then those same people who are saying yes, Daddy, are going to be the same ones who are calling for any type of resistance to the state to be locked up, thrown in jail. 
same shit they did with with January sixth. Everything is it's just being it's like a like they're prepping the, the rest of the fucking show. So you know anybody who's listening right now, you guys got to understand like that's exactly what's happening right now, and it, it's a slower process because we're not we're not reading it in a history book. We're witnessing it in real time, and real time takes just a little bit longer than what you may have read in a book. And that's what's happening right now. And we're, we're seeing it with the censorship that's been online. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing it with Joe Biden's speeches where he comes out and basically calls half of the country domestic terrorists. We're seeing it all play out right now. And like, there's only one end to this is when the genocide happened, like we're we're so far into the ten stages of genocide right now that it's it's absolutely in fucking insane to really think about that we're there. We're we're watching it. We're watching it, and there's not really much that we can do. But it's going to be so much slower now because American citizens still have our guns, and if we did not still have our guns, then this thing would have been done and over with a long time ago. But they're going to end up doing something, false flag if you want to call it, or uh, 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 the CIA with, with that uh, project, uh, MK Ultra. you know, some, some crazy person going to do something that they're going to end up having to, to, to try to come after our guns. Like, that's the next thing. Like, freedom of speech already gone. It's already gone. You do not have freedom of speech anymore. The guns, they're coming next. And when they come for the guns, I'm telling you right now, that's when this thing is either going to go one way or another. Doc, where I'm going to go next is the censorship that you and I both have on TikTok as well as our other social media platforms. But first, I want to talk about Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife Downtown Spokane in the heart of everything that goes on in Spokane, Washington, right across from Riverfront Park. You've got the pavilion, you've got the arena, you've got the convention center, the fine arts center, everything is right there next to Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife, downtown Spokane. Go in, say hello to Jacob and the staff, get the cold drinks, get the hot food, but did I mention those cauliflower bites? Yes. Go in, get the cauliflower bites, get the jello shots, tell them a little extra Lambo sent you. And remember, in this holiday season, to tip your waiters. I want to, we we met on TikTok. Um, yeah. Your TikToks are Doc House Report and House of the Doc 2.0. That's mm-hmm. how we. That's how we can find you there. You were just talking about censorship. Uh, freedom of speech is is gone. Where, where did you? Where, how did you start your TikTok? Why did you originally start your TikTok? And where are you at now? How is it, how has your message changed in your? I think you've been on for what three years? Four years? Two? Uh, a little over? Almost three? Almost, almost three? three. I okay. started in yeah. I, I started in February of uh, 2020. That was when I started doing, uh, making TikToks. And the only reason why I started making TikTok videos was because my wife told me I should. Uh, I recorded a video uh, just uh, ranting 
uh, about, you know, this kind of stuff. And my wife saw, I, like I showed it to my wife and she was like, you really need to make a TikTok." And I was like, Oh, F that. No, no, I'm not going to make a TikTok." And then she was like, no, you, you really need to make a TikTok." So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try it out because I, I'm old. I'm 37 years old. And, um, you know, I it was kind of just in my ways of just using Facebook. I, I did I barely, I never used Twitter, uh, never really used Instagram. Like I, Facebook was my only like platform that, uh, I ever really posted on or interacted with. So started a TikTok and, um, started posting videos, same content, same kind of stuff that I'm talking about right now. Just talking about world events. Uh, I was already bringing up like the great reset and all of that stuff back in 2020 before a majority of people knew what was going on. Cause I, I mean, I just, I pay attention to information just all the time. It's just information in and out all the time. And uh, so I started talking about that and I started kind of, you know, kind of blowing up and um, got banned, came back, did the same thing, hit, you know, 20,000, 30,000 followers got banned again. And it's just been a never ending cycle. I mean, I've had accounts that have hit 75,000 followers. I've had accounts that have hit 175,000 followers and they just keep banning me and banning me and banning me over again because they talk about the things that they don't want to talk about. Like the account that I have right now, uh, I got a, a, a video removed for violation of, and it just says four and no reason why the, the video has been removed. And it was me saying like, Hey, you know, like the ultimate end goal is for everybody to either get a chip in your brain or a chip in your hand. Like there's, that's the end goal for, you know, what all of this talk is about. And it got removed. Well, why? Because they don't want people talking about what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. That's what I do. I talk about the things that these people who are in charge don't want other people talking about. They don't want people warning about this. They don't want people like knowing that this is what they're doing. And that should go to tell you if they're removing you because you're saying X, X, Y, and Z is because they don't know, want you knowing X, Y, and Z. So that's, yeah, that's, that's how I started doing TikTok. And I mean, I, I think uh, I'm on my 28th account, probably lost 2 million followers. My content's been viewed easily hundred million times all over the world. Um, and if TikTok would have allowed me to just kind of do my thing and, and not, you know, ban me as many times as they had, like I could probably be one of the biggest like social media and in political influencers in the world right now. But yeah, they, they stole my tongue from me and because they know that like your voice and, you know, our other buddy's voice, like Michael's voice and, and, and um, uh, Kramer's voice, they know our voice is a weapon and they want to take it from us. So Definitely. Yeah, I, you know, I always and, told like Mike and I would talk and it, it was, it, it's easy to explain like this, we can reach a thousand people at the snap of a finger. Yep. And then those people can take that video, send it out, and a thousand more people can see that message within another snap of the finger. So if we, mm-hmm. if something comes up, something we, you know, we see something in the sky, we see natural disaster coming, all we got to do is create one video. 
and and boom and boom a, a million people can see it you know within a day it's yep. amazing and and what i what else is i i also find funny that it's what you said it's removed for and there's nothing there and i just chuckle there's, i'm like you guys don't you're so pathetic <laughs> you don't even know why you're taking it down you just have to take it down yep yep and that's at, at the behest of what people don't really realize is that's at the behest of the federal government that's not tiktok taking down your videos that's not uh, a twitter removing your tweets that's not facebook you know, uh, banning you or, or removing any of your posts. That is the federal government. They have, that's why I said earlier, freedom of speech is dead because the federal government uses big tech and their circumvention with section 230 to get around removing people's voices from the town square because social media has now become the town square. So they have went completely around the Constitution of the United States and used big tech and their influence on people to silence us. And Elon it's is not, showing that right now. Yes, he you is. Know, he's dropping yes, all he of those files. He's dropping all of those mm-hmm. those emails. He's He's absolutely. got it all. And I'm, I'm yep. absolutely shocked about that. I'm shocked that Twitter even was sold to Elon. Maybe they didn't know what he, his true intentions were. I don't think we do, to be honest with you. And I'm going to ask you what you think of Elon. But I'm just shocked that they let all of that information just go to somebody else without protecting themselves. Which kind of leads me to believe that it's all... It, it, I don't. I, I think he's a Trojan horse. But let me ask you: What do you think of a guy like like Elon Musk and what he's doing with Twitter? Um, you, you'll hear this phrase like a lot: controlled opposition. Um, you, they, the whole entire thing from from Twitter, because like when when this story actually broke, it was back in April of this year that uh, Elon was potentially going to buy Twitter. And then there was, you know, all kinds of uh, negotiations and court proceedings because Elon tried to pull out of it. You know, we're, we're never, ever going to really know what the full story was of, of how Twitter or how Elon acquired Twitter. Um, but what I can say is that I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I really am. Uh, Very much so. The, the, I love watching him troll these liberal accounts. That's, 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 that, and that's exactly where I was getting ready to go. <laughs> you know, when, 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 he walked in, when he walked into the building for the first day and he brought a sink in and it was let that sink in, I was like, okay, what is about to happen? So like it's it's been it's been hilarious to watch how and this this is why like I, I feel like he might be kind of like a white hat, I guess you could say, is the fact that so he, he does, he trolls all of these left wing accounts. Like all of the times that I've just been scrolling through Twitter now because like I actually am active on Twitter because it's been so much fun to watch. 
Um, but it'll, it'll be just some left wing propagandist popping off in the mouth about something. And he's like, okay, uh, that's cool. Pay $8. Like, I, <laughs> I just love that. Hey, like, AOC, I still need your $8. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You just pay me, pay me your $8. <laughs> so there, there is, there is a, 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 a lot of humor behind this. And I, I think that's a, a, a a way that we maybe shift this, this culture war. And I feel like maybe the, with Elon taking over Twitter and kind of opening it up, um, it is uh, definitely starting to kind of shift the culture war because there was, there are so many left-wing accounts that were just operating with impunity and saying whatever the hell they wanted to say and, and, and could get away with violating Twitter terms of services. But then as soon as somebody who was considered on the right said basically the same type of thing, automatic stand for life. I mean, with all these Twitter files that we were coming to see, this was, this was a, uh, an operation to suppress free speech. And I think Elon Musk did kind of free the bird on that one. You know what I mean? Like, I think he really did. Like Twitter has been so much more fun to be on because you're, you're now, it's now not a left wing echo chamber anymore. Correct. And that's what it was before. It was a left wing echo chamber. And so I, I, I'm still, my final thought on it is I am cautiously optimistic. Very much so. I, I am very cautious. Like I said, I think it's, I, I put him in the, the Trojan horse category. I'm loving what I'm seeing now, but he is a guy that wants AI. He is a guy that mm-hmm. wants to input us with chips or you like start I, with mm-hmm. monkeys or, you know, whatever his whole process is. He is a guy that wants to do that. He wants to make our lives easier in air quotes by putting chips in us for our, for our wallet and our driver's license and our, you know, whatever else, just, just glossing over the bad stuff that that shit can bring, but he's making it fun right now. So let's just keep watching him with a, with an open eye, but exactly. And that's all we can do at this point, you know, cause you know, we're, 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 we're talking about, you know, the richest man on earth and now he owns the public square. And now, and we do know about Neuralink. Uh, we do know about uh, the, the sky. Uh, what's this internet thing? Uh, is it um, Skynet? I mean, it's not Skynet, no, because that would be just uh, weird. Yeah. Oh, Starling. no, no, no. Starlink. 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 Starling. Yeah. Have you, you seen know? it move? I mean, uh, no. No? Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> we, I was doing a Facebook but, Live um, on my street. They So the street that I live on, there I have a stop sign on one end of the street, and it's like they fucking drag race down to the next block and that so we were sitting there with a radar gun it's actually the same buddy that moved to florida so we're sitting there with a with a radar gun just clocking people how fast are they going down all of a sudden we see this rectangle thing just just floating across the sky and we're like what the fuck is that like we we thought we were watching aliens or or a spaceship or something going across the sky and then and then it was, you know, then we could see it. It was, it was startling going across. It was, it was really cool to watch. Oh, wow. Wow. But see, you know, I have, I've said to a lot of people that, um, 
I feel like maybe there's going to be this day that comes in the future where somebody finds a copy of Terminator and they go, this was the prophecy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting so close to um, an artificial intelligence that's completely taken over. I mean, just look at the fact that your phone it, it, it is an algorithm. Like it, it's a full on algorithm. When you go to your Facebook page, when you open up your Facebook account, when you look at your newsfeed, you're not looking at what is actually your newsfeed. You're looking at an algorithm because that algorithm is knowing what it is that you want to see. So when you go down and you see three posts and then you see an ad and then you see three posts from your friends and then you see an ad, that's, that's your algorithm. So we're already getting used to kind of the concept of an algorithm controlling the information that we see. Not a lot of people are like kind of picking up on that part. Well, we should know that already. I mean, you and I can have a conversation about ping pong paddles mm-hmm. and we're going to have, we're going to have in our Facebook, we'll have those ads ping pong tables, ping pong balls, rec room stuff, ping pong, you know, whatever. That's what our ads are going to be. It's it's li- it's always listening to us. Amazon Alexa, always a listening to us. A listening to us. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, we got rid of we had an Alexa in our house and uh, we got we got rid of it after watching um the show that came out that was canceled after one season, and, and you'll you'll know why after I tell you about the show. Um, was it got it, it? It was a show about uh, how this AI that was positioned inside of people's home became self-aware and then almost ran the world and or ran to the end of the world. Uh, because, because the, the AI had become self-aware and like, we're kind of like dangerously close to something like that. I believe so. The, the uh, artificial intelligence right now is, is it, uh, technology is exponential. It, it, it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster and faster as it goes. The smartest, uh, in, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, on the planet right now is smarter than the people with the highest IQs on the planet right now. So what, like, do you not really fully believe that an intelligence like that couldn't become self-aware? That's, that's a question that you have to ask when you're, when you're talking about technology. Like when I went to full cell, uh, down in Orlando, uh, the first class that we had to take was a technology class. And, I'll never forget this, and, and I've, I, I've told a lot of people this because it was so resounding that you have to hear it. So my professor in the class says, whatever you are looking at as far as tech, technology is concerned, the, the government is about 40 to 50 years more advanced than what you have in your pocket right now. So now I, I that was two thousand. That was two thousand and seven, two thousand and twenty-two. Now, 
So imagine, imagine the, 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 the technological capacity that the people who are giving you the technology that you're currently using, imagine what they have. Well, that's it's all AI. Five G. I mean, your military, the five, they've been using five G for years, mm-hmm. and then now it's becoming it's becoming public for you know some reason. And I mean, our government is or our military has always been many steps ahead of us, and we're seeing it right now in those in those uh, Chinese videos that are coming out of the robot dogs. Oh that, are, that are that are you know seeing or the drones that are coming down to spy into the apartments making sure that everybody's there they're not you're not you don't have somebody with a remote control controlling those that's all ai they're all it's programmed all to do what they're supposed to do to record to monitor and check without having anybody any human on the other end that's all that so China is the model for the rest of the world going forward. That's China is the, the model for the new world order. Um, and if you have ever read any kind of, uh, you know, biblical prophecy, it, it talks a lot about the rise of the dragon in the East. And um, that's, that's China right now. So, if you put it to today's sense, maybe what the rise of, of the dragon is, is the rise of the technology that China is implementing that is complete control over their population. Is that something that maybe you can put together? I don't know. Like, all I do in my life is just ask questions. That's what I do. It's like, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing this happen over here. I'm seeing this happen over here. I know this historical reference. So is there a possibility that any of them are connected? I don't know. I really don't know. But they're, like you said, they're, they're dogs, they're drones, um, they're, they're complete surveillance control uh, over, uh, over there is the model for what, they want for the rest of the world. They yeah, want to completely many other control, surveyed. How many other leaders hold China to that standard of this is what we need to be like? You've got you've got um, Klaus Schwab saying economically they've you know they've come back from ruins to the economic powerhouse that they are, and he's Klaus Schwab is is applauding China on what they've done. Yeah, I mean, they're China is 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 the is the gem in the eye of the world. Yeah. There it's, it's the, like I said, it's, it's the, what they've become is what these global elites like Klaus Schwab world economic forum. uh, You can jump over to Canada with Justin Trudeau. uh, That's what these people want for us. They, they just, they just want complete utter dominance. And that, that's what China has perfected over their people. You know, even though we are seeing some uprisings in China right now, uh, you know, a, a, a concentration camp just got burned down to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, from, there's zero COVID policy or whatever. And there's zero COVID policy is just a cover for authoritarianism. Correct. Um, so, but that's, that's the model of the Great Reset. That's, that's, 
that's what they want. They they just want. A, I mean, we we've already been kind of pretty much servants to this system that we currently live in right now. Um, we have the illusion of, of, of freedom, uh, but yet we still bust our ass every day at work and go and make money just to come home and enjoy the house that we're paying for because we're going to work for just a little bit of time. And then we just wake up and go right back to work. Correct. Um, you know, so we're, we're still slaves in that way, but at least we have some type of freedom. Like I can open up my garage door right now and go for a walk if I want to. But what if there's a drone that's outside saying, get back inside of your home? Here, here in America, oh, that would be called target practice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's, that's why we're, that's why we're the last beacon of freedom in the world right now is because I would a hundred percent. Oh, Oh wait, you're telling, Oh no. Yeah. No. Boom, boom, <laughs> Goodbye. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. No, you can't do that yet. But that's, that's why, you know, I said earlier, you know, they're going to have to make a play for our guns. And I feel like that's going to happen between, between now and at least 2030, because the agenda Change from Agenda 21 to Agenda 2030, and you know there it's going to be a slow play, but I, I feel like they are absolutely going to come for our guns because that's the only thing that's like stopping the world from being completely a prison planet. Well, and you had Joe Biden come out either either at the end of last week or the very beginning of this week, saying that he is going to draft or they're going to push through Congress. Uh, and a, a ban on all semi-automatic rifles. We just went through. <laughs> we just went through hunting season. Sixty-eight thousand hunters, or whatever the number was per day, that was out there with guns. No mass shootings with semi-automatic rifles. It just it blows my mind how they can just the left can just go and say something without any proof, without any reason for it they can just go say it and then it gets gets regurgitated by the media it gets regurgitated yep. by the fucking kool-aid drinkers that just follow blindly semi-automatic yeah, it, weapons all that means is when the bullet comes out a new one comes in you have to pull the trigger once a bullet goes yes. out or the casing goes out i'm sorry a new bullet goes in you have to pull the trigger once it doesn't shoot hey. ten thousand shots in two seconds just because you pulled the trigger <laughs> once yeah no, no, that's the uh, auto, uh, semi-automatic assault rifle. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't even make any sense. And and it's it, that's what they're doing is they're preying on the minds of people who have absolutely no idea uh, about firearms. You know, they'll they'll hear that an, an AR-15 was used, and then the, they'll hear the term assault rifle. And then they'll automatically, in their brains, associate AR with assault rifle. Like that was that was the goal. Because when when you manipulate the language, that's when you start getting people to like come to your side. Uh, what was it? Uh, what are they called? Um, subverters. Uh, when you subvert the language. 
is when you can basically begin to subvert everything else. So we, we see it like with, with uh, everybody on, on the left and even in the right wing media calling us a democracy, a democracy, a democracy. We're not a fucking democracy. We're, we're a constitutional republic with democratic institutions. That's, that's what we are. So they subvert language because once they can subvert the language, then they can begin to, to manipu- manipulate even more of a person's psyche with AR. Assault rifle, assault rifle, assault rifle. There's no such thing as an assault rifle. No such thing. It doesn't exist. Anything can be this, this chair that I'm looking at in front of me. That could be an assault chair. Assault is an action. I'm looking at 20 baseball action. bats right next to me. That They could be assault yes. baseball bats, but they're all just they sitting here assault. all nice and calm, talking to each other, not doing a damn thing. And they've been here minding for their, weeks. <laughs> yeah, minding their own damn just business. Minding their you own know? business. <laughs> so like that that's where I'm, that's where I was going with it it's like anything can be an assault weapon anything literally i could uh, take the sock off my foot right now and beat somebody with it and guess what that's an assault sock that's an assault brother it, yeah so it subverted the language and contrary to left wing popular beliefs fully automatic weapons have been illegal for quite some time quite some time you cannot go to the gun store and buy a gun that when you hold the trigger down it just fires that's not a thing it it takes a very special license that is very expensive and good luck finding anything that was made after 19 or, or, or made at, around 1984. So the, the, those type of weapons aren't in the hands of civilians, but the fact of the matter is my AR 15, my Armalite 15, uh, is not going to just jump up and start shooting people. It's, it's not, it's, it's sitting right right where it's supposed to be it's not gonna just waddle over and be like i'm gonna go and commit mass genocide today no 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 it it would be me that decided to do something like that so when it comes to like second amendment rights you knew we need to look at the people and which we do uh, the background checks are pretty extensive but it's not going to stop a criminal from going and getting a gun. So why would you take the rights away from law abiding citizens like myself, like you, like the majority of gun owners? Cause if we were the problem, you would fucking know, you would it. know it. Why would you do that when, we're already seeing like criminals. They don't give a shit about what gun laws are. They don't care. So you cannot disarm your law-abiding citizens, citizenry 
when we already know that criminals aren't 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 gonna aren't gonna listen. So that that just has never made any sense to me. And like I I, I wasn't a big gun advocate until about 2016, and now I'm like super proficient. Um, so, but that, 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 that just seriously, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like why, why? And then all of a sudden you get that, you know, key in your head where it's like, Oh, they just want to be able to trample all over everybody's rights. And the only reason why they can't do that is because we have guns. Yeah. Correct. Well, uh, there's a video that was, it's been on TikTok for a long time. I've played it on this podcast. Um, it's a, an American soldier talking to a Russian general, asking him why he, they did not uh, come and attack the United States during the Cold War. And he said, it's simple. He's like, we can account for everything that your military is going to do. We can account for all of your movements, all of the weapons. One thing that we could never account for was the American people. We didn't know how many weapons you, you people had. We didn't know if how efficient you guys were. We didn't know how much ammo you had. That's the only reason they Russia did not attack us during the Cold War was because of the people that owned guns in this country. Because of our people. And the only, the only way they're ever going to be able to to do anything like that is, is one, like I said, try to disarm the American people, which I don't think is ever going to fucking happen. Um, but divide us, which is why I said, you know, earlier at the beginning, when we first started talking was that we've been infiltrated and, uh, the, the only way that any type of, uh, outside foreign country is ever going to be able to, you know, take over what the idea of the United States is, is from the inside. And the next thing I want to talk about, Doc, is the disappearance of a certain young man who was talking some very interesting things. But first, in this holiday season, a spectacular Christmas present that you can get from a veteran-owned company it is made right here in the United States. We have Nomad Pro Customs. It is, like I said, a military-owned company. Get on to Facebook to Nomad Pro Customs. You can get your baseball, your softball glove, fully customized for your son, for your daughter, for your niece, for your cousin, for your boss's kid. Whatever it is, go down or get on to Nomad Pro Customs. Get a custom glove today. You're supporting a military family. And best of all, you get to share in this holiday season the greatest gift of the greatest game. Nomad Pro Customs. Uh, I don't want to get too far past. We were just talking about AI. Um, do you know who H Fish is on TikTok? No, I don't. Okay, so H Fish 88. Um, He's he posts all of the, um, what are the what are his videos? The red red pill red pill videos. I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but anyway, H Fish eighty eight. Um, but he he started posting about this kid, Max Lawfen. Do you know who that is? No. L o l o u g h a n. Max Lawfen, I believe. 
He was a 13-year-old super genius. Now, we were just talking about AI. We were just talking about AI being smarter than, you know, the smartest on this earth. He posted about this kid this morning. I have seen two other videos just today about this kid. Like, he just went missing. So now you've got China who's coming along with all these technological advances. I'm, I'm kind of circling back, Jen, of all of, the, okay, of we're, everything yeah, together. Yeah, let's circle back. I so, love let's it. circle back. Uh, you've got you've got this kid who's missing, but you've got all this technology that he was talking about at the age of 13 to now he should be 19, 20. Somewhere in there from when this this video that I'm looking at right now, when he, when he came out, he was 13. All of that technology that he was talking about is what China is using. And this kid's missing. Really? He's been scrubbed from the internet. All of his videos, all of his YouTube videos, not the ones that he made, but just of him, his name, it's been scrubbed from the internet. Okay, you said Max, uh, uh, spell the last name for me real quick. L O U. G H A N. Got it. He is some super genius. Um, you know, got all these all these theories, and I was trying to Einstein ish. He's smarter than Einstein, I believe. Is is kind oh of what I've done. He, so he is definitely scrubbed from the internet. Like uh, I, I use I use a web browser called Brave. Now I, uh, I I jumped off of DuckDuckGo whenever uh, their CEO came out and said that they were going to start censoring stuff, and I was like, nope. Um, so I use Brave, and I I can't find anything about him right now. Crazy, huh? He has been he's been scrubbed. Yeah, thirteen. I'll get conference talk about the invented a free. Oh, okay, okay. I'm seeing a little bit. This is like a, a Reddit post. Um, a thirteen, yeah, thirteen year old kid. Holy shit! He was only thirteen. Thirteen years old and talking about AI, talking about artificial intelligence, talking about microchips, talking about drones, talking about all sorts of stuff. Hydro, hydropower, hydrokinetic power. Something along those lines. I, I don't I, like. I said this is the first that I've heard of him, but I've seen three or four videos just today, and then we start talking about what we were talking about, and that's what kind of brought that, these videos back that, up. But that, that back, yeah. Okay, so the, this Reddit post that I'm looking at is from five years ago, and um, it, he he was talking about how to create or he invented a free energy device much like Nikola Tesla did after deeply studying quantum mechanics for three years. This 13 year old gave us a 26 minute speech on quantum fucking mechanics. Yeah. And, and very wow. confidently too, but you kind of see him like he's got these glasses. It looks like he's reading what he's seeing in the glasses. Because he kept touching oh, more, more the glasses. Than so I'm sure, I don't know if that's his invention or something like that, but he was very well-spoken while he's doing this, very confident in what he's saying. But he, then he's got all of this research done, and then boom, he's missing. So it was just wow. it was just kind of a convenience of a convenient conversation of where we were at, talking about China and all the technology and AI and the ch microchips. 
and which kind of brings me back to the United States giving Taiwan all of the money for the microchip companies. That's kind of just all coming together. But you've got this kid that was in the middle of it all six years ago, seven years ago, and now he's missing. He's been missing since this time. Wow. Um, that seems rather convenient for somebody who would not want this kid to, you know, change the world or expose anything of what, what is actually being done right now. Um, you know, I, I am fully, fully on board with the, the idea and the thought that we are seeing, we're, 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 we're starting to see the beginning of the merger of humanity and technology. Like we're, we're, we're right there. That's why I said earlier, I think somebody is going to end up finding a Terminator copy DVD and being like, this is prophecy. Um, because like, of things like that, like the technology is, is getting smaller and it's, it's already, you can go online right now and find videos of people in Denmark who are already putting a chip inside of their hand and scanning it to get into work or scanning it to, to buy something from their works, vending uh, machine. Uh, uh, vending machine. I mean, it, 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 the technology, it, it exists. Like it's guys, like it's, it's there. Like it already is here. It's just, how are they going to implement it? And we're like kind of slowly starting to see how the slow rollout is like, didn't the EU just say that uh, they were going to require uh, for international travel, uh, the COVID passport. Correct. I, I think it's the, and I, there's 16 countries uh, that all signed on to this. They were at the G20 summit and our president, Joe Biden is one of those 16 that signed international travel must have a vaccine passport to go to go anywhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and does nobody find that suspect? <laughs> like, uh, apparently like, not. Seriously. <laughs> like seriously. And like, how, how is it that we allow these people to make those kind of decisions for us? How well, is there's it? There's no accountability. No, there's, there's no none, because nobody's going to hold because them accountable. They they own they own everything. They own the media. They they I mean they they own everything. So it's like, hey, we're going to make this decision for you, and guess what? You're going to have to fucking do it. Well, well, um, no. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to sell my house and get out to my five acres and and uh, uh, never see society ever again. That's exactly what. I'm going to do. That's but the plan. For so much, they're going to have to hunt yeah. for me. Oh yeah. They, they're going to have to come. They're going to have to come for me. Like it, 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 it's, it's not going to be easy and I don't care if I go down swinging, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to come for me. Yeah. I, I believe, I believe that once we get into the position where they are legitly, I mean, every time they start talking about guns, gun sales go up, which I've, I yep. have not wrapped my head around that. Every time our government starts talking about taking away guns, gun sales go through the roof. 
and then nothing gets done. So there's something there that it's like they want us to keep buying guns and then they're going to tell us they're going to take stuff away and then we go out and we just buy a shit ton more of those magazines and you know whatever it is but they keep they cannot do anything without taking our guns from us in this country so it's like okay. they're, they're wanting the fight they're wanting something so then they can declare martial law I, uh, to me i just i, I kind of have my theories about it but i don't understand why they keep force they're not forcing us, but they keep forcing us to buy more guns, more guns, more guns. And then they're going to declare martial law and take them from us. Well, um, you know, guns are pretty much paperweights without ammunition. Um, so what we saw, I, I don't, I don't know if you, uh, you know, experienced this, but what we saw during like the, the, the 2020 and beginning of 2021 was, I couldn't, I couldn't go and buy ammo anywhere. Like it, it was a very, very hard process in order to be able to find ammunition anywhere. So like your gun. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got a gun. Do you have ammo in it? No, mine, mine does. Cause you're, I've got a lot stocked up, but yeah, the, so the common I. people. <laughs> yes, exactly. The common people. Cause those record gun sales, those are more than likely those were first time gun owners going out and buying a gun. And maybe uh, most of the stores down here were like, if you buy a gun, you get one box of ammo with it, or you can buy two boxes of ammo with it. Okay. 40 rounds, 50 rounds is not going to do anything for you. And that's why, why we saw such a, uh, you know, such a run on ammo was because people like you and people like me were like, Hey, we're just going to go. And then they stopped sending out ammo. Like they just stopped. So they're the, the first, the first thing that is, is in, in any type of gun confiscation, grab is going to be ammo first because guns are meaningless without ammo. They're paperweights. Correct. That's it. So, you know, we kind of already have seen what a, a, a real gun grab is going to be like with what we saw with going through the COVID era and everything. Uh, it, it's the ammo first. Once, once it, it becomes to where you cannot buy any ammo anywhere, guess what comes next? The gun confiscation. That's going to be it. It, it. it starts with the ammo, ends with them showing up at your front door saying, hey, we know you got some guns. Uh, no, I lost mine in a boating accident like two weeks ago. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking are. about. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're already starting that awesome. with ATF. ATF has been going yep. door to door. You know, if you know your constitutionally protected rights, you know that they have to have a search warrant to come onto your property. You have, they have to ask you questions yep. about stuff like that. And it's, it's, man, I know I'm sorry. I'm trying, I'm not trying to be a pain in the butt, but I know my constitutional rights and you do not have a search warrant. You do not have the authority to talk to me about what weapons I do or don't have. 
Yep. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how all this plays out. You know. Um, you know, like I, I had said earlier, it, it's it's a lot slower of a process than most people really realize. Um, like I said, you know, you, you read history, you read you read dates, you read certain times that you know things happen, but you don't ever get the in between. And and it's because it's too long, it's too long. You never get the in between. But we're we're in that in between right now, where there's going to be. I mean, we've already seen major historical uh, incidents in the last, I'd say, five years, uh, six years. I'm mean, shit. Even since no, twenty years. Ever since nine eleven. You know what happened on nine eleven to to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and uh, Syria and and everything everything that has happened in between has just been like historical to where you know the things that we're more than likely getting ready to see are, are we're going to decide how the rest of the story is going to be written. Correct. I, and I believe the same thing. I've got a podcast coming out. I've got Mr. Freedom Stick, um, Packing Patriot, and Michael Three Rows. All four of us are on uh, our, my New Year's Eve special. I do a New Year's Eve special every year. So we do that, and we're just talking about the 9-11 conspiracies that are out there from the, the uh, reason the man, planes. It's, it's going to be a oh great my show. God. I, 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 have to, uh, I have to DJ a, uh, a New Year's Eve party, but if I didn't, I was, was going to request that I come on because I want to I talk to all four of you guys at the same time. That would be awesome. Yeah, well, I, well, I, I can definitely get that set up. Um, I've already got it recorded. It's already recorded. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's already recorded. I'm I'm doing the final edits for it. I got to do a couple other promotional pieces for it, and then it'll be ready to go, and then oh. I'll just post it on, on New Year's Eve. But okay, uh, but like last year, I did my catfish story. I got I got catfished mm-hmm. hard, and so I did a New Year's Eve special on it because when I tell people this story, it's it's unbelievable. So my buddy's like, mm. you just need to do a, do a podcast on it. So I wrote everything out, did the show with him. And then even after the show, I went, Oh, I missed this. Ooh, I missed this. And so I'm not, I'm definitely not going to redo the show, but it's a, it's a two hour yeah. podcast of, of my catfish. Oh, story. Wow. So I was like, I got to have something, something that is interesting that is kind of tying everything in together. And what you just said about, 2021 agenda 2021 see i don't think we're in the middle Mm -hmm. of it i think we're at the beginning of them going look we know we have to get agenda 2030 they have to get that ball rolling and they Mm -hmm. don't care i mean how much stuff is going on around the world where it's like they're just blatantly doing it it's because they don't care they know that we know and now they're like fuck it we're just gonna push it on through and we're gonna steamroll this agenda through and 2020 or uh, agenda 2030 might be agenda 28. I mean, when everything starts going Mm -hmm. on because they know that they're going to lose the people with, because they're going to start fighting back. They're fighting back in China. They're fighting back in Australia. If they do not get America to bow down to the, and, and become the, you know, the weakest country in the world, Mm -hmm. 
they cannot fulfill Agenda 2030. That's why they have to just put it on the table and go. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I agree with you. Um, I, 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 I do think, uh, that agenda 2030 definitely began in 2020. Um, when I, because, uh, and this is, this is just that deep, dark conspiracy theorist coming out in me. Uh, I think that COVID was planned to happen, uh, between uh, in 2018 with Hillary Clinton as president because she would have locked the whole entire country down. And, and I don't think the 2020 election was ever supposed to happen. I think they had to reorganize and rechange because they weren't expecting Donald Trump to win uh, in 2016. I think uh, that, that, that whole rollout was supposed to be a little bit sooner uh, beforehand, but uh, they had to adjust. That's why it went from agenda uh, agenda twenty one to agenda twenty third to agenda twenty thirty. So um, I think that they initiated it in twenty twenty, uh, and then used the riots that happened in twenty twenty to kind of cover everything that was going on behind the scenes. And uh, but I, I, I you're probably right. Lambo, I think you're probably right on that one that we are just like technically in the beginning of it, but we're about to get balls deep into it. And, oh, yeah. and um, you know, if uh, uh, the, the Republicans winning control of the House, it, it, yeah, okay, good thing. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything, especially when you have Kevin McCarthy as the, if he wins the Speaker of the House. Like, he, he's a swamp rat. Yep. And they're not going to, they're not going to do anything to stop it. And it's just going to be a bunch of just chatter and, and talking. And, and there's no, there's going to be no accountability. I mean, the only, the only way that this thing ends is if um, they piss enough people off. And um, uh, is what I want to see is we have guys like Matt Gates who I, mm. I, I want to believe that he's on our side. Okay, so I'm just going to use him as the example. He, if they're trying to, if they're trying to get, you know, past these these 30 sealed indictments, they're trying to get stuff that's pro America, that's good for the people. But you've got guys like Kevin McCarthy. I want him out there on the soapbox telling the people, "Look, this is what we're trying to do. This is what's going on behind the scenes, and it's and it's stifling it. It's not getting done." Kevin McCarthy, you know, Mitch McConnell's in the Senate, but if it's the Senate that's doing it, start exposing everything that's going on. Stop being no, quiet Mitch, about it. Mitch, Mitch McConnell is in the Senate. Kevin McCarthy's in the House. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Did I say it backwards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because if I was in that position of, like, say, Matt Gates. Um, that's what I would be saying right now, but you know, politics is a dirty, dirty fucking game. It's a really dirty game. And it's, it's a, it's a patient game too, because these people are vying for positions of power and that's, that's all there is to it. You know, when, when, if you've ever heard the term absolute power, corrupts absolutely then that's exactly what you need to think about when you look at these washington pol- politicians um so 
Matt, Matt, Matt Gates could be playing a long game, but he's not going to completely upset the Washington establishment until he's really ready to. So, like you said, I hope that people like Matt Gates and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lone, uh, Lauren Boebert, uh, I hope the yeah, Jim Jordan, yeah, Rand Paul, I hope these people are really on the side of the American people. But until any action really occurs, I mean, let's, let's be honest. People who covered up the Hunter Biden laptop story at Twitter need to be held accountable. 100%. These people, I drag them up underneath the fucking bus. I don't care. Vijaya Gade and uh, what, what, what's his face? Um, it, that was subversion of our constitution with the fact that it was coming from the fucking FBI. Hold these people accountable. Like, I want to see, I want to see all of the people who were involved in the Russiagate scandal and, and the fact that we had this Russia, you know, collusion narrative and all of these intelligence, you know, officers and all of the people who were spying on the, the, pre, the uh, President Trump's campaign, James Clapper, uh, Comey, all of them. I want to see him be held accountable for something. Please. Give me faith back in the system. But the system is broken. It's completely fucking broken. Because we, like you said, we know. We know. We've seen it. Why is nobody going to fucking jail for this? Because it's a slow (laughs) process. (sighs) It's a slow process. It's slow to the point where people forget that it's even going. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and it is what this needs is it needs, um, uh, who's the two actors for the domestic violence? Um, the case, the, it was on trial, Johnny Depp and his Amber, Amber Heard, Amber Heard, the, that all of this stuff needs that media attention. The Glenn Maxwell yeah. case needed that media attention. I mean, that's a that's a completely mm-hmm. different podcast for us. But in this situation <laughs> here, this, all of that stuff, which I believe is why they raided Mar-a-Lago, I believe yep. that it needs this type of attention as well. That me, the media should be all over it, but the media is involved in it, so they're not going to cover it. That's the problem. Yeah, I know, and you know, I know uh, pretty well what media coverage can do correct um i have so (laughs) so i've got a whole page two two pages of notes that i haven't even (laughs) touched on yet so i'm gonna have to have you back (laughs) on i want to go over these notes um okay which is which is why you were asked to come onto the podcast and we don't even get to it but I know, but I know. <laughs> uh, tell everybody how to, how to find you again, um, on your, on your Instagram, on your, on your, um, on your TikTok. but as well, you have your own podcast, correct? Um, I've kind of, I've been in, in the middle of, um, selling my house and, uh, doing a, a lot of other things. So I have not really been able to do my own podcast here recently. 
um, with some of the things that, you know, you just said that we didn't even get a chance to really talk about, uh, have been going on. And, uh, so I haven't, I haven't really been able to, to focus on that. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, starting the next year that I'm going to be able to do my own podcast or, or, or get back into doing my own podcast again. But, um, yeah, you can follow me on House of the Doc 2.0 on TikTok and House of the Doc on Twitter. I've pretty much given up on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, those are the only two platforms that I'm using right now. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me and hear some more of my uh, crazy, insane theories that are, uh, that are going on inside of my head, then please, yes, follow me, House of the Doc. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on TikTok and, and Twitter. Outstanding. Doc, thank you for coming on the show, man. Um, it was a pleasure. We'll have to get you on again. You can find Doc on Twitter, Doc House, or at House of the Doc. Um, TikTok, House of the Doc 2.0 as well. Hopefully you can get your your podcast and your your video stream going on uh, the beginning of next year as well. I will promote everything that I can for you when that time comes, as well as having you onto the show again for the middle of January for the notes that we had taken about the documentary. So again, thank you for coming on. Um, middle of January will be season three, or I'm sorry, at the beginning of January will be season three. So we've got, a, like I said, a couple weeks left of season two of a little extra Lambo podcast. Thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you for the interactions. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the messages, the following on TikTok, the following on Facebook, the following on Twitter, all of it's extra Lambo. You can find me, go to my link tree. That is the easiest way to find all of my social medias, all of my shows, all of the playlists, as well as the shortcuts to the other shows that I have been on. So go to my link tree, um, whatever the thing is, extra Lambo, uh, backslash extra Lambo to my link tree, or just go to any of my profiles. You'll find it right there, my link tree. Or if you can't find it, shoot me a message and I'll just copy paste it right to you. So find the shows um, and everything else that's on there. Season two is almost to an end. Excited for season three, excited for 2023, excited for the video aspect of the show. And we're taking huge strides. Um, like I said, we just got on Amazon Music. We are on Pod Podbean. We're on Pandora. Uh, we're on we're on some major major podcast platforms. So I'm very excited to to just keep the show growing. Video is the next step. So we're gonna we're gonna get that launched at the beginning of the year. I already have the 911 show. Will be my first show that it will be uploaded into the video. I just got to figure out how to edit all that like I was talking about before. So anyway, again, thank you, Doc, for coming on to the show. Remember, this is a time of year where we need to be nice to people. This is a the Christmas season. Jesus Christ is the reason we are all here. And we should be thankful for him. Give him all the grace, all the glory. God bless him. God bless America. This has been a little extra Lambo. Peace! Peace!